An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made, from the glow-ups to the online drama to all those viral content houses. I'll show you how it all adds up to a new kind of fame. From the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznik. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Welcome to the Prestige TV Podcast, the show made up of the most lovable hides you know. I'm Charles Holmes, <laughs> and today I'm joined by Joanna Robinson to discuss the Netflix hit Wednesday. We have already debated, hotly debated, the first four episodes, but we're back <laughs> to talk about the last four. Joanna, are you ready to let your hideout on this, on this episode? Hell Yes. Like, let's queue up the Legally Blonde, light up the crypt. Let's let's go. Let's do it. Wait, really um, quick, really quickly. Yeah. On a scale from one to ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you met, like, a significant other who was trying to woo you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're wooing, yeah. On a scale from one to ten, what grade would you give them if they picked Legally Blonde as the first movie that you're going to see? Well, right, but it's a joke because he's like, I'm going to show you a scary movie. And then it was like... Reese Witherspoon and she's like this is horrifying oh I get that but like what would your joke movie be that someone would show you that be like this person knows me oh wow this person knows how like horrified I would be by something because like isn't it fun to go on a date and just like make fun of something together which I think is what evil Tyler was going for (laughs) it's always a Tyler I don't know. I think my I think if if like the way that Wednesday sees Legally Blonde is the way that I see the film American Psycho. So it's not like making fun of it, <laughs> but it's just sort of like like I'm sorry, but she like, thinks she thinks Elle Woods is Patrick Bateman. That's who she thinks Elle Woods is. So I would watch American Psycho. How about you? To, to all to all the people out there, if you are on a date with somebody who willingly shows you American Psycho on the first date, <laughs> run. That sounds really fun to me. Run. Don't call me in a crypt. Well, I don't even know what would what was yours. What's yours? Be? Yeah. Oh man. It would have to be some type of musical, probably. It would definitely be a musical. Oh, like you hate a musical? I don't like musicals at all. Oh, okay. 
but we're friends. It's okay. Sorry. It's, no, no, no. it's, it's one of my worst takes ever. But like, you know? no, no, but like, but let's pick the worst musical. Cause like, I, I, can, I like musicals, but I can recognize this. Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen is oh, what man. you should be watching. I yes. saw Dear Evan Hansen in theaters and I was just like, never again. It, like, never again. But wouldn't that be really fun to watch and make fun of? I think that's a way better answer than mine, which is a bad answer. But your oh, answer, my Dear answer Evan is Dear Hansen. Evan Hansen. Yeah, it's a really good one. But we are, we, our highs have already come out. We're here to talk about Wednesday, created by Alfred Goff and Miles Millar, creators of Smallville. Executive produced by Tim Burton, who directed the first four episodes. For But for this new batch, we have Ganja Montero and James Marshall. This show is based on The Addams Family by Charles Adams. In this four-episode batch, we get more into the mystery, all right? So a lot of things come to a head. Gomez is arrested for a suspicion of killing Garrett Gates 32 years ago during Parents Weekend at Nevermore before Wednesday and Morticia reveal that the Gates family was actually poisoned. Wednesday learns more about her connection to her ancestor, Goody Adams, who she's connected to and inherits her vision powers from. Then Wednesday finds out that Marilyn Thornhill is actually Laurel Gates as she's been the master of Tyler's Hyde, which is a monster manifestation he inherited from his mom, who also went to Nevermore Academy. Laurel and the Gates family are descendants of Crackstone. Laurel revives Crackstone and uses and wants to use him to eradicate the outcast. And then there's a big CGI fight. I, I, I was like <laughs> listing all of those things, and I was just like, "Oh, there's a lot of show in this show." Yeah, yeah, so, yeah there's a lot of show. The show. Yeah. First reactions to the last four episodes of Wednesday. I will say as a mystery show, this show is kind of frustrating to me because I feel like the mystery answer was telegraphed really early. And I'm not like that mad about that. I feel like casting Christina Ricci is like one of those casting spoilers. You know what I mean? Um, where you're like, Christina Ricci's not showing up to be like Professor Sprout at Hogwarts, right? Um, so, and then Tyler, I mean, honestly, I don't want to spoil Veronica Mars, but Veronica Mars uh, trained me to be very suspicious of Tyler from the beginning. So like, um, yeah. So as a mystery show, and that's okay, but I... To our earlier point in last episode where we talked about Wednesday being good at everything, there was one too many moments where she went on a dramatic monologue accusing the wrong person of being the killer. Where I'm like, I can't even watch you do this again. It's like Ricky Lindholm. It's boring painter boy. It's like, who, who does she have that she's going to like dramatically accuse of being the killer and being wrong? Um, so I'm all for someone on a journey and I'm all for someone not like Mary suing their way through. I actually don't believe in that phrase. Quarter flipping their way through life. But I was just like, Veronica Mars might falsely accuse one person in a season, but she's not. <laughs> Not gonna like do three people back to back. Uh yeah. I mean, I will say it was very funny when uh <laughs> Wednesday uh kidnaps uh Xavier and starts torturing him, and all the kids are like, whoa, this is what we signed up for. And I'm like, no, this is the Wednesday show I signed up for. Wednesday right? just <laughs> she's Wednesday. Like, I won't leave a mark. <laughs> so she says she gets her hammer out. So I will say that yeah, if I was charmed. By the first four episodes, which weren't very mystery heavy, I was out on the last four episodes in a way where I was just like, the mystery is the least interesting part of this entire story for me. And I think a large part of it is like, because the Hyde, which is this monster that 
honestly, I don't know what the design team was thinking, but just does not look good <laughs> on my screen or any screen. Any screen. I was like, the mystery is so much wrapped up in who is the hide, where I was just like, I don't care. The hide looks dumb. It looks good. Like, no, it's just like, stop. Go back to Wednesday, like, being kooky and arguing with her mom. Like, I don't give a fuck about the hide. Something I will say, so like Xavier, his paintings to the hide looked way cooler and spookier yes. than, the, than the fucking dumb hide itself. Well, also that, <laughs> the real thing about Xavier's paintings is like, the other thing that I felt was very, very funny, the reason I knew immediately, obviously Xavier is not the hide, is that the show does this thing where Wednesday walks into the barn where Xavier's been painting these paintings of the hide. And she's totally like, oh, this ain't, cool. she's like, this ain't looking good. Yeah. And then like Xavier, like Xavier keeps doing shit that I'm just like, dude, you can tell the writers writing. They're just like, we want you to believe it's Xavier. And I'm just like, at, at, if I'm no. Xavier, I'm just like, I'm staying away. Like me filling <laughs> up a barn of this monster and all of these people <laughs> who are being murdered and also painting the woman I have a crush on that plays her cello at night. It's just a bunch of creepy shit where I'm just like, who's making these decisions? Why would you keep doing stuff that would implicate you in this murder? Just stop. Can you just draw like flowers in your sketchbook? That was when I was starting to be like, all right, guys, we're, we're putting our foot on the pedal of we want you to believe it's him. The way that Thing was like shipping Xavier and Wednesday, the way that Thing like pulled the can the the cloth off the like stalker portrait that he made of her was like, get a lot of this Wednesday. <laughs> Isn't this romantic? And I'm like, ooh, is it? <laughs> he made a gif of you. I don't like it. Um yeah, Thing Thing was very uh matchmakery. The thing is like thing thing is incredible. The way that they use like a real guy's hand versus just like doing some dumb CG thing was fantastic. Like thing was so good and all the little like gestures and like, what's that lassie? Timmy's down a well <laughs> with thing. Like all of that, all of that worked for me. When thing is yeah, the best, second best actor on this after Jenna Ortega, yeah. uh, in my <laughs> yeah. opinion. It's Jenna and then it's thing. Um, you know, and I don't know if you've seen the behind the scenes photos <laughs> so of, the, of the guy playing thing. <laughs> In his like blue stocking bodysuit with just the hand exposed, pretty great. Um, so yeah, thing was incredible. I just want to say, um, can we talk about the thing that the thing that I like? There's things a lot that I liked. These can I talk about the thing that I hated the most? If you are not okay, so Hummer boy who's in a coma, um, he has two moms. Great stuff. Other than that, no queer representation on this show. Instead, we've decided in the year of our Lord 2022 to do <laughs> a werewolf conversion therapy queer metaphor Oof. thing with Enid. When I'm Oof. like, guys, we don't have to queer code things anymore. We can just make characters queer instead. So like... Ina's parents' mom showing up and being like, you're going to go to like, like a throat conversion therapy camp? I was like, get this out of here. Get it out of here. Wait, so right I now. have a question. The reason also it just, it's bad, get it out of here, but it's also bad because it doesn't make sense. Makes because no sense. Enid wants to become a werewolf. She, it is actually something that she is like very self-conscious of the fact that like it has not happened for her yet. Yeah, yeah. So to send her to like oh, yeah. this 
uh-huh. conversion therapy for something that she wants makes zero sense. It's not like she... The problem is it's not happening and she wants it to happen faster. Like, it makes complete sense if this is, like, a metaphor for puberty. Of course. Everybody's gone through puberty. like, when is it going to happen? Blah, 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 blah. The minute you make it about, like, her sexuality, I'm just like, no, this doesn't... No, you wouldn't send her to camp for the thing that she wants to do. This is dumb. Like, yeah, because oh, like, let's you. replace werewolfism with being gay, right? Let's just let's just do it because that's what they're asking. There's that's what they're inviting with the storyline, right? Okay, so Eden's like, wow, I I haven't figured out how to be. My whole family's gay. I haven't figured out how to be gay yet, but I would like to be gay. And her mom's like, I need you to be gay so much that I'm going to send you <laughs> to conversion therapy gay camp. But she's like, no, dude. I don't want to go to conversion therapy gay camp, even though I want to be gay. And then her dad's like, good job, little one. I always knew that you could resist <laughs> gayness if you wanted to. Like, Yeah, it was. You do you, he said. And I was like, what are we talking about? This is the worst idea. I cannot believe it made it into the show. And I, I mean, like Dina in general, but like this story was terrible. If we're letting our inner Wednesdays out. I'm going to talk about the thing that I loathe the most about uh, Great. this back half, which is, uh, yeah, what is with these love interests? Uh, Tyler, Xavier, uh. like, here's the thing. Like, I grew up on the height, the crack of bad boy, bad white boys in my TV. The Damons, the Jesses from Gilmore Girls. Just the, the guys was like, <laughs> oh, man. The creme de la creme. The creme de la creme of bad white boys that your parents don't want you to date. Tyler and Xavier, I'm just like, you're giving me nothing. You're literally nothing. giving me less than nothing to the point where I was just like, it totally made sense to me why like everybody was falling head over heels for Wednesday. She's good at everything. She doesn't yeah. care. Blah, blah, She's blah. hot. Yeah. I could not for the life of me understand what Wednesday saw in Tyler. There was no chemistry. I was like, even when they kissed, I'm like, what is happening? Huh. This is, no, this makes no sense. The only moment where that kid, like, popped is that one moment in the police station where he's like, what does it feel like to lose? You know what I mean? And you're just sort of like, yeah. And then that's it. But and also, he doesn't even, like, get to do more fun villainy shit like that. You know what I mean? It's just really just the one, like, what does it feel like to lose? And I'm like, yeah, give me <laughs> this, the bad boy shit. And then he's just sort of like, um, I'm her slave. I don't know. I'm here to do this. It's so boring. I totally agree. And that was the point where I was like, oh, no, that's the more interesting show. If Wednesday is actually attracted to somebody who is just as smart as her and outsmarting her at every turn. I'm like, that is yeah. actually the interesting show because that would be someone who like everything we know about Wednesday, she is attracted to, you know, dark, brooding, da da da, everything that he was in that moment. And I'm like, this doesn't even Xavier. I was like, what is his role in the show? There's not any chemistry between him and Wednesday. He's None. complaining all the time. He's just a, like, he's a bore. Like, why? He's I just didn't bitch. understand what I love, Xavier's I role say, was. I loved when Bianca was like, fuck you. Where he was like, <laughs> take your necklace off and make me forget her. She's like, oh my God. I was just like, fuck go you, off, Bianca. Bye. <laughs> I actually, I mean, like, to our earlier conversation about Bianca, and also the mayor's son, like both of them are on a journey and like, you know, Bianca's like a hero and, and the mayor's son is like a hero by the end of, of the season. So like that critique of like all the black characters being mean 
holds for the first half or first two thirds of the season for sure. And I will say when Bianca's mom shows up and we find out that there's like a siren based cult. Oh, you hated it. I'm like interested. I'm interested Uh, in siren Scientology. I, you don't want season two to be siren Scientology. Cause I kind of do, you don't want it. Not, not only do I not want it to happen. (laughs) I was just like the, the mom who doesn't care about her child coming back. And it's like, my siren calls, my feminine wiles are disappearing. Now it's your turn, uh, young lady. I was just like, no, don't do this. But I will, talking about Bianca, I started to think that Bianca as a character shined at the dance, the Raven dance, where it's like, they. it, it was the moment where I'm just like, actually the darker, more edgier version of this show would have been like, why the fuck do we care about Xavier or Tyler? They are like they don't like why do we even have any feelings for them they are boring we are hot let's be best friends like that was the version of the show that i was like i want to watch that and that's kind of i mean like not to keep bringing back things back to sabrina which is a show that i didn't even like love that much or was that all that into but like this show definitely wants to chase chilling adventures of sabrina um that show also had two really boring (laughs) male love interests in the middle of the love triangle. And I'm just like, you can do better. We have seen it. You and I have seen the glory of Damon Salvatore. I've seen the glory that is Spike on Buffy. Like these guys exist. Logan on Veronica Mars. Like these guys. And that, I mean, that's the thing about Veronica Mars. They really lucked out because Veronica Mars, her original love interest is this guy named Duncan. He was such a potato person, like a really, really boring, handsome dude. Um, and then they brought in Logan, who was not ever supposed to be a love interest. And they're like, oh, oops. He just like is spouting, you know, chemistry everywhere, like just sparks everywhere. Oh, he's our main love interest now, you know? And so like, I'm, my hope is that for season two, Wednesday, they find someone who is just way better and they just forget about Xavier. They're just sort of like, that was, we that was a mistake. We fucked up. That kid's really boring. With love and respect to him. He's a good-looking kid, so he'll be fine. But, like, that kid's really boring. <laughs> we found someone who's actually we're interesting. Being, we're being so mean to Xavier, but this is the Wednesday pod. We're allowed to do it. Don't yell He's, at us. It's a boring <laughs> character. Boringly portrayed. And I wish that young man well. If we, um, if we on go a off on a little show. bit of a tangent... What yeah. do you think it is about this latest crop of like, like we just saw Interview with the Vampire, a show that is like just dripping with sex appeal and just like going for it in a way that reminded me of like the 90s WB shows of yore in terms of just like, oh yeah, we're like, yeah, it's it's there. With Wednesday, I was wondering like why, it seems like they want it at some points. They like Wednesday kisses Tyler, they want this tension, but there is this lack of any, even for like a YA, like teenage show, it doesn't have even the Riverdale thing where I'm like, oh, I get it. When they're all like, when they're in the love triangle, I'm just like, I get it. I get Archie, I get Veronica, I get Betty. There's tension. I can see it always. Jughead. Jughead. They make sexy Jughead. In this, I'm just like... Sexy Jughead is a key component of Riverdale, let's be clear. Um, I don't know. I feel like we need some, like, YA show scholars on this. I mean, like, I've watched everything, so I... But, like, that's the thing is, like, I feel like casting directors, again, they really crush it with the adults in the show. But I feel like... I felt a similar thing about Willow. I'm not going to make you talk about Willow right now, but there's like a lot of 
good looking, uninteresting teens. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, teens don't have to be this uninteresting. Like, it doesn't have to be like this. Teens I are know mean to each exist. other. Like they are, they're all, like they're wild. People that we don't understand. Like, yeah. put that on screen. Euphoria has shown us that probably more than we need. <laughs> Euphoria, and like the thing, like, Euphoria is such a good example because I can't remember the name of that actor. Um, it's like Ethan something. But like, you know what I'm talking about? Like the nice kid on Euphoria? Ethan, I think his name is Ethan, the one who does the uh, the dance, uh, the musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, put, like, if that actor had played Tyler... This is such a better show. You get that it. Kid's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kid's great. And you get it. You know what I mean? And so like those kids exist. They're out there. It's not like they don't exist. I just feel like casting directors are not thinking beyond like, how will this look? And I'm like, you know. <laughs> well, I also think there is a difference where I'm just like, I Jenna Ortega is like 20. Whereas like, I don't know what the ages of the other high school characters are, but they're, they look young where it's like euphoria for as much as like, we could debate how realistic Euphoria is. It is very funny. I'm like, these are adults. Like, Zendai is an adult. Like, these are all adult people. <laughs> or I'm just like, high school is the setting, but it allows them to, like, be <laughs> a actor, little bit more The actor who plays Tyler is 28. That's, so. what <laughs> That's a whole ass man. <laughs> wait, Tyler, wait, whoa. I thought you meant Ethan. Tyler on the no, show is 28. Tyler, I've just exploded your theory. Wait, what? Just destroyed it. Yeah, he's 28. Xavier's he's, 21. Does he have Tom Hollanditis? Like, what is <laughs> He's 28? <laughs> Good for you, man. Good for you. So, okay, wait, we, can I tell you my favorite Trixie part of the mystery? Okay. So yes. they're trying to throw you off by, you, the set by being like, Hides. Uh, by the way, Hides sounds like it's like a, a, a number on the Enneagram. They're like, they're artistic. <laughs> <laughs> they're ENFP. Anyway, they're like, they're like, <laughs> they're like, Hides are artistic. You're supposed to be like, oh, Xavier's an artist. But then you're like, oh, but wait. Tyler makes foam latte art. He is also an artist. <laughs> Tyler dramatically lit a crypt for a movie date. Tyler <laughs> put the ganache on her birthday cake. He is also artistic. So he is the hide. I was just like, okay, I guess. Foam I latte mean, art. It was also this weird thing where like Tyler gets... His master is like the Marilyn Thornhill part. And the actual part that I thought was interesting, where it's like, obviously, I feel bad for Tyler. He didn't have a lot to work with. But every single time he was in a scene with his dad, it was just like, why don't you care about mom? Why don't you talk about mom anymore? Mama, mama, mom. And then for Marilyn Thornhill to be like, I'll be your mommy. I'm just like, this is the funniest thing. They should have just, but like, why don't they make it? Why didn't they make it more fucked up like that? Why didn't they give us like that really fucked up mommy dynamic from Christina Ricci? You know, she could have done it. This was all, this was Riverdale. This was literally the first season of Riverdale. (laughs) Archie just being like, I miss my mommy. Oh, music teacher. Let's have sex. Like that was the entire first season of Riverdale where I'm just like, no, that's interesting. Him just having so many moms, like mommy issues he's like I turn into a monster I'm like that's fascinating so like that's I mean that's the thing is like you know it all originates from of course I'm gonna say this but it all originates from Buffy right this idea of like high school is literally hell yeah you know the 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 
bullies and the bad boyfriends and blah, blah, blah are literal monsters. Like that's, that's what Buffy sort of originated, right? And everyone is repeating that, repeating that throughout. But if you're unwilling to engage in the actual darkness that comes with that, then you're just giving me like hot topic goth, right? You know, <laughs> instead of like the actual dark, gnarly, we have monsters because like who, nobody dies that's, I mean, Gwendolyn Christie dies. We I mean, it seemed like she was like, y'all got me for one season. Like, she was great. <laughs> y'all got to like, write the, me out. <laughs> the, the telekinesis kid dies. But I was just like, when it seemed like a B-boy was maybe going to die, I was like, ooh, are they going to do it? Are they going to kill a B-boy? <laughs> Wait, can I just say something that like is, in my household, it is, it is often a war zone because I'm I'm constantly throwing off zingers. Da, 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 da. But the most brutal thing my girlfriend will do is any single time there's a character who's like the nerdiest character on a TV show that we're watching. She said that's you. She saw Eugene for the first time and she's like, that's you. No. And I was like, what? And I'm just like, why? And she's just like, I don't know. She just has your energy. And I was just like, like, I was so hurt. Like, I was like, that's this show. <laughs> I'm out. I'm just done. <laughs> Don't laugh so at We're supposed to be a team. I'm going to start texting you. I'm going to start taking photos of these characters and texting them to you. That's you. <laughs> Listen, Eugene's a hero, okay? Homer, stick together. I love, I love when he just like directs a swarm of bees to just sort of like take down Christina Ricci. No, that was when I was like, I'm done. Like I literally was just like... For me, it was when Wednesday Adams, an incredible character, steps in front of an arrow to save Xavier, the least interesting character on the show. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! I don't want to get there too fast, because I have a whole... We we need to break down the whole CGI Oh, I'm sorry. You're... Oh, okay. But I wanted to ask you, like, to your point... Okay. Is it weird that Wednesday is a character? That loves the macabre, loves loves sadness, loves everything that is supposedly bad for you. Where is the more interesting version of this show 
Wednesday learning that the bad boy, essentially, the Damon, is maybe not actually the type of relationship that, like, is best suited to her. Where it's like, this is just, like, this is doing the very Buffy thing where it's just, like, your first kiss from your first boyfriend, he's actually a monster. That's how we all feel. Like, it's doing that (laughs) thing where I'm just like, what if it, like, subverted that and been like, oh, no, like, there's the... Like, the asshole is the asshole from the beginning, and it's something that she's so utterly fascinated with. But then she says that. Here's the thing. If you're going to do the Buffy thing, where you're like, my boyfriend's a monster, (laughs) please then don't have your character be like, I should have known the first boy I ever kissed was a serial killer monster. I was like, also, the voiceover gets really heavy at the end. It's very Veronica Mars, very XOXO Gossip Girl. Um... And I just don't think you need it um, in all of this. And I think, well, I'll tell you what got me, like, relationship-wise. And again, I'm not I'm not necessarily queer shipping them, but, like, the hug between Enid and Wednesday at oh. the end. Like, oh, yeah. That really got me. I thought that was really sweet and lovely. But to your earlier point in the last episode we did, when Enid wolfs out for the first time... <laughs> First time. Never wolfed out before. Wolfs out for the first time. We knew it was coming the finale. Great. She wolfs out. She's got little purple fur, like, whatever. She has to fight Tyler, the hide, who has been brutally killing people for a while now. And Wednesday's like, looks like you got it. Bye. And just leaves her. They're like, giggling. So <laughs> she's like, peace out. You're good. Like, you got I this. I don't know what Wednesday was supposed to do, but I just like wouldn't, I would be like, oh yeah, my roommates, where, this is her first time wolfing out. She's doing it. Bye. What? Like, Also, anyway. it doesn't make sense because a couple episodes before, Enid's pissed at Wednesday for abandoning her friends. Like, she's just like, yeah. you have a problem. Like, you don't, like, you don't worry about anybody but yourself. And yeah. then at the final fight, she's just like... Yeah, you could beat his ass. Like, I got to go kill uh, the zombie pilgrim. I was just like, no, 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 no. That's undercutting everything. But to your point, when they hug, I was like, oh, no, that's the show. Because that's the show. Yeah. This is a character who doesn't like physical affection, doesn't like any type of affection. And I believe there's an earlier scene where, like, Enid is trying to, like, show physical affection for this friendship. And Wednesday's like, no, I don't want this. So finally, when yeah. you see Jenna, and Jenna Ortega is such a great actress, the way she looks in her face, this finally, like, the Wednesday of these eight episodes breaks. And she's like, no, I want this. Like, I actually need this. This is something after all of this has happened. I need somebody to just love me. I was like, oh, no, that is actually what we've been waiting for. It's just been lost under... So much stuff. If you weren't such a musicals hater, this would be the time on the podcast when I would talk about how this is the core story of the seminal musical Wicked. (laughs) 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 Where Alphaba, the uh, green-skinned Wicked Witch, is roommates with Glinda, who is pink and blonde and bubbly. And then they, like, find common ground and a deep friendship. They just did Wicked. They did Wicked and Harry Potter and Percy Jackson and Veronica Mars and Buffy. And it's like, it's fine to borrow from all this stuff that is like so core and elemental. But if you're not then doing like taking it one step further, then all I'm seeing are the references and I'm not seeing the like, you know, the what makes you, you. 
I mean, I'm not a huge Smallville person, but that first season of Smallville, like, really has something, you know? And so, like, I know that Gotham are like, have this in them. And so I would love for them in season two to sort of stop playing the hits and and go a little deeper. And also maybe Xavier, maybe Xavier dies right at the beginning. You hate Xavier. I, mean, I hate that kid. So how do you... How what if he dies right at the beginning and that's the mystery? <laughs> Who killed Xavier? <laughs> oh, and that actually I would be down for. Great. And you turn the I mean? new hottie of the year. Uh-huh. They honestly, yeah. if they just want to, because I, I was like today, I was just like, I could get rid of the supernatural murder of it all. Just like if they kill off the hottie, like just like kill off somebody every, and just like new hottie for when <laughs> every yeah. single. But I want to do, I do want to talk about the twist because- okay. How effective are they? Because we get the Xavier's the high, but he's not. Wait, actually, it's Tyler. Then Marilyn Thornhill fakes her own death. She's actually a Gates. She's been controlling Tyler. She resurrects Crackstone, who, when I saw the resurrected Crackstone, I was just like, we are in full Disney Channel original movie territory in terms of, like, this show. Where I was like, there were so many twists in this where I'm like, for this to be effective, I would either A, have to be surprised or B, care. And I didn't, I, like, I didn't at all. I was just like, oh yeah, sure. Like, I was just like, I knew to your also, point that Tyler yeah, was the hide for a while. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what, also, why are they just lopping random body parts off of people to reanimate the corpse of this <laughs> original racist? Like, why... Aren't they like what I think would have been cool? <laughs> now I'm just gonna rewrite the show. Nobody asked me to. What I think would have been cool is if they had to take body parts from like the founding, like people, descendants from the original families ah. of this racist town or whatever. And it's like we're killing off these very you know, you need the seven, seven founding families. And we need a body part from all of them to reanimate the corpse of this original racist. Just put rando feet in jars. I'm just sort of like, what are we doing here? What is this magic? I don't know. Like, well, I didn't understand it as well because to your point, I was just like, oh, maybe they need the different body parts to like, they need a body to put him in or something like that. But they're like, no, they just need the energy <laughs> from these random body parts. And I was like, There's okay. Like, they're like a half a face, I you mean, know, two thumbs. Similarly, <laughs> in the last episode, we've been, they basically make uh, Wednesday Adams a Harry Potter, Luke Skywalker figure who she's been the key all along. And I'm like, fine. Yeah. And then Goody Adams comes back. And the, I laughed at this part where her mom gives her like a necklace that's supposed to help with her visions. And then Goody basically is just like, all right, yeah, we need the necklace. And then Wednesday's like, yeah, yeah, my mom tells me you're supposed to help with my vision. She's like, no, 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 forget about that, forget about that. Uh, it also <laughs> helps you heal. <laughs> she like just goes to her. It's like, what is happening on this show? <laughs> like, I, what, is, what is this? So, Wednesday. <laughs> Are we being mean? Are we being too critically like mean about this i did I think mean, it was very fun i think it's a i think it's a fun fine show and i just i think i just won't remember most of it by the time season two rolls around and feel like a ton of it was memorable i just think jenna ortega is great uh i hope she does a million things after this fuck i hope she's on season four of euphoria like i hope she does whatever she wants to do uh, I hope she isn't stuck like just as Wednesday forever. I think she should be a huge, massive star. Um, 
And I think there's nothing wrong with liking Wednesday. I think it's fun and fine. It's just sort of like fun and fine. Whereas like maybe it could be great if it wanted to be, you know, if you you have someone, yeah, if you have someone so talented at the center of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I love a lot of, I, w- I want to shout out some of the costuming because like we talked about how it's very Burton-y, but I love everything Wednesday wears when she's not in her school uniform. She's wearing yeah. these like big gothy clothes. She's got these like big fuck off boots. She's got her like knitted black and white sweaters under her like black whatever. Like I thought all of that stuff was The dress to the really raven, cool. I was just like, this is amazing. Like I love, I, to your point, there's a lot to love about this show. I think it's a different it's in the Netflix mold. I think it is the type of show where it's like, if I did not have to talk about it. I would have been like entertaining. Like, cool. Uh, when you have to pick it apart, you're like, oh, okay. So a uh, bunch of this doesn't make sense. And the biggest one of those is like the final CGI battle. I was like, wait, to your point, I'm like, is this Percy Jackson? Is this Harry Potter? Like, this is not the show that I've been watching. It's not even the show that I want where I'm like, why is... Wednesday fighting this magic zombie pilgrim. Like, why is that the thing that finally solves all of the problems? And it was weird because, like, throughout, and maybe this is a long story that you're trying to tell, but, like, throughout there were all these warnings of, like, your visions can be unpredictable. They weren't. Yeah. They were all accurate. Uh, <laughs> be careful. Be careful of your power, your need for vengeance. It can consume you the way that it did Goody Adams. She never seemed in danger of being consumed by her visions. Um, Your powers can make you unhinged the way that they did Rowan at the beginning of the season. That just never seemed to be a risk for Wednesday. Like, you know, so I I think those those warnings, again, maybe it's a long game that they're playing and that's like a season three storyline or something like that. But I just, um, yeah. I will say there was a moment that I actually loved in the final episode <laughs> when Christina Ricci's character, Thornhill, is like, okay, you got to go do this and do this. <laughs> Zombie Pilgrim was like, shut your mouth, woman. And she's like, <laughs> and Christina Ricci tosses off a pretty elegant, like, never meet your heroes. But I was just sort of like, I was like, yeah, yeah, the zombie like symbol of the patriarchy would not give a shit about what a woman has to tell him about anything. I was like, that was a good, that was a good moment. Um, so what would, what would you like to see in a second season? Like what worked about this season where you're just like double down on this? This is actually like the heart of the show. I think it should be like Enid. If, if, if it needs to be solve crimes and like the story I like to tell, I don't think I've ever told you this story. I think, but like, I remember being at uh, TCA's, the Television Critic Association Roadshow thing, where uh, Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa, who is the showrunner of Riverdale and also the head of RJ Comics, I told the story very recently, so I hope it wasn't to you, but like, um, he was shopping the show and he was trying to get it made and nobody wanted an Archie show. And Greg Berlanti was like, hey man, why don't you put a dead body in it? <laughs> and then all of a sudden people want it and that's how Riverdale was born. So like this idea of like, why don't you put a dead body in it is what a lot of creators are like, we need to have a mystery. We need to have a dead body. We need to give something like that people will be wondering about. Um, So if it's got to be a mystery again in season two, just give me like Enid and Wednesday are on the case. Just the two girl detectives on the case 
R.I.P. Xavier. <laughs> Too hot for this world. You gotta go. That's that's, that's what I want to see. I thought, and I actually thought the use of Morticia and Gomez and Pugsley in the season was like a good balance of like they're here but they're not here at the same time. What, how about you, Charles? I totally like agree with you that like I I think actually a more grounded mystery where you don't need a hide in the next, like you don't need a big, like multi-generational type mystery. It can just be somebody is dead again at Nevermore or somewhere else. And her and Enid are like, you know, the hardy, uh, the hardy women. It's just like, they're going (laughs) like, and they have their like little thing is like their Scooby-Doo figure. They're just like, all right, we're solving mysteries. I also think they need to desperately find their spike. They need to find that, character who has that type of charisma and i'm not just talking about like love interest charisma i'm just talking about like bad boy who has as much wattage as jenna ortega as wednesday somebody who can i think actually the thing that this this season suffered from is that like you need somebody who can push back on wednesday and it can't be an adult you need some another kid who can like who is just as good as her the only person who was really like matching her in a lot of scenes was Gwendolyn Christie as Wings, yes. right? That was it. And so you, you know, and now she's gone. So I was like, no, you were a good part of the show. Um, so yeah, you need, you need that. I think, I mean, I would take a teen and like the new principal should also hopefully be like, you know, just give us more. <laughs> charisma and electricity in the show and and i could be convinced to like love it as it is i like it and i'm i'm not mad that i watched it and i'm certainly not mad i got to talk to you about it and now i'll just be sending you (laughs) eugene b memes for the rest of time no your your girlfriend's really giving me a gift here charles i have to say my last question before we depart is we've talked about jenna ortega a lot and it was interesting um, in an interview with the Times, she was very she was very honest about, you know, the what it means to be like a Disney Channel star at first. And now you're not really flexing your acting muscles. And once you got out of that, she's she was in a great movie, and like she starts really becoming this this actress, probably that she's always wanted to be in terms of like getting really meaty roles, and how she was a little reticent for Wednesday. Um, and I can kind of see why now. Where it's like to your point where she's massively, massively famous. But do we, what do we think the future is for Ortega? Do we think that this is something that like she will always be Wednesday now? Or is this something where she can get out of that? Cause like it is interesting where it's like she finally got out of the Disney Channel trap and she's just found her way maybe back into it. And that would be a bummer. Yeah. I mean, I hope she looks to someone like Zendaya, who is also a Disney Channel kid and, and, and see the possibility. And I, and I really think these projects are going to start to come to her, as you say, like, I think that her, her wattage is so high right now. 10 million followers. You said, I think on Instagram, 10 million, yeah. like, uh, you know, and, and she's got the goods that I think it could, you know, the story that I think about all the time is someone like Caitlin Deaver. Caitlin Deaver is doing a lot of great work nowadays, but for years and years and years, she was on that like Tim Allen uh, sitcom. Is it is it Eight Simple Rules for Dating? No, that's a different one. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Some like really boring Tim Allen sitcom as like his daughter. And I just felt like she was in jail, in like content jail, 
But she was also collecting her sitcom money. So like, I can't feel bad for her. But like, she went from Justified, which she's so good. And then we didn't see her for a while. And now, I mean, she's in Dear Evan Hansen. Don't hold that against her. But she's in like, a, she's doing a ton of other stuff. And everything she does, she's so good in. And so for Jenna, I'm hoping that... Um, I mean, Wednesday is a much lower commitment than like 20 episodes of a Tim Allen sitcom every season to do like eight episodes of Wednesday here and there. So I'm just hoping we start to see her crop up like everywhere and hopefully like in a cool 824 thing and hopefully in, you know, some some major directors come calling for her because she's just like, she, she's fucking great. And I hope she's a, an enormous star. And if and if this is what it takes to launch her to that next level, like I can't be mad that it exists. So I mean, yeah. I already brought up Jeremy Allen White, but... He comes from the same thing. He was stuck in like shameless how jail. Dare, how dare you? <laughs> shameless is a good show. I didn't say shameless. All right, here's the thing. How shameless many seasons, was how, a good. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many seasons of like at a certain point, it's just like you're getting the checks, but there is a certain level of like, oh, are there just going to well, be the, thirty seasons of Shameless, and then that's your that's everything that you've committed. What's super interesting about Jeremy Allen White on Shameless, and I I loved him. Lip Gallagher, just the best. So many of those actors left the show, and Jeremy Allen White's like, nah, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay. Cameron Monaghan leaves, Emmy Rossum leaves, and he's like, Noel Fisher's like, bye. And yeah, uh, you didn't know that I'm a Shameless fan, but I am. Um, but yeah, it didn't need to run as long as it did, for sure. And I'm really excited that Jeremy Allen White, like, broke out in the bear this year and so like is going to get to do a lot of other things because he's extremely extremely talented um hmm yeah Jenna Ortega you can do Wednesday forever Jenna Ortega I won't be mad at it about it as long as you do other things as well then that's Same. great all right you're a star now Jenna do whatever you want I'm, I'm just <laughs> You made Wednesday, you carried it uh, like on your back, yeah. uh, uh, quite literally. Uh, yes. I had fun watching it. And yeah, here's the thing it is actually very, very uh, cosmically right, in my opinion, that uh, <laughs> that uh, we watched a show uh, called Wednesday that is about a woman who would have been a great, great music, TV, or movie critic who uh, hates everything. And we seem to have reserved feelings about Wednesday. That's how it should be, you know? I think Wednesday Adams would hate Wednesday. Show. <laughs> oh, that is the perfect place to end this podcast. 100%. Thank you so much to Joanna. Make sure you check out Joanna on um, White Lotus, a show that I have not watched, but it's on my list. Uh, she will be talking about uh, White Lotus with Bill Simmons. That's already up, right? Yeah. Have you heard of Bill Simmons? Yeah, yeah. He and I talk about <laughs> White Lotus every week. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Steve Allman for producing. And we will be back to give you more TV prestige goodness. <laughs>